Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Kristen Johnson from the Better Business Bureau of Connecticut. Kristen, welcome. Thank you so much for having me today, Thanks for Pete. coming down. How are you? It's great to be here. Mm, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We've talked. We've emailed. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to have, have you finally down here to hang out with us for a little bit of time this afternoon. This is going to be fun. It and, is. And we're excited to get the word out and hopefully Absolute. educate people. Absolutely. So, Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in how you got involved and joined the Better Business Bureau. Sure, well I've actually spent the last 18 and a half years in television. I started as a news reporter in Sioux City, Iowa, the NBC affiliate there after I graduated okay. from the University of Iowa. I worked there for more than a decade as the weekend anchor and reporter and then got married. My husband came out to Connecticut to work at ESPN and I got a job at NBC Connecticut and I worked there as a reporter the last seven years. And I have a family now. I decided it was time to get out of local news. I was a little <laughs> sick of standing out in snowstorms, mm -hmm. both in the Midwest and here out east. So I decided yeah. I, I needed an inside job. So I've worked with Better Business Bureau serving Connecticut for about two and a half months now. Nice. And I'm sure you also didn't like getting up and that the, yeah. we, the weird schedule of sleep. Right, right. It's nice to be able to tuck my kids in <laughs> yeah, every exactly. night for sure, for sure. <laughs> but I still get to help people, which is so, so important why I got into news in the first place. And we're doing that now as with Better Business Bureau. Absolutely. Now let's talk about the Better Business Bureau and maybe exactly what you guys do. Well, a lot of people hopefully know about the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. It's been around for more than a century. Right. A lot of our services are now online, and we have services for both consumers and businesses. So let's okay. start with consumers first. Sure. 5,400 accredited businesses just in Connecticut. We have their profiles on our website at bbb.org. Oh, wow. So you can look up businesses in pretty much any industry you're looking to hire. Uh, there you can read complaints, you can read reviews. We've also got about 47,000 other businesses just right here in Connecticut with business pro profiles up there. So we tell people, you know, do your research before you hire anyone, protect your pocketbook, go to bbb.org and, and there you can look up reviews, you can look at patterns of complaints and mm -hmm. um, that can tell you a lot. You can look at licensing. Any business that's accredited, we check their licensing annually. Okay. So we also recommend people go to the actual agency that's giving out that license just to double check. Right. Um, but there's a lot of information you can gather from there. And then we have some uh, some other services. If you go to our website, we have news updates. We have Better Business Bureau tips. Okay. You know, you'll find everything from you know saving money on gardening to to hiring. A veterinarian to some more serious topics related to scams. It seems there's a new scam every week. Mm -hmm. So if you go on there right now, you're going to see landscaping do's and don'ts. You're also going to see scams dealing with roofing and home oh. energy audits yeah. and all sorts of different things that are happening. So it's really a one-stop shop for you. Now let's talk. Now let's talk about each year the BBB comes out with the riskiest scams. Yes. What are we seeing right now? Okay, so every year we do this. And when we talk about riskiest, we're not just talking about the most popular scams, we're also talking about the scams that people are most likely to fall for. Okay. And the scams that they're most likely to lose money at. And a lot of money at that. Unfortunately, the amount of money people are, are losing is going up. So okay. the riskiest scam, I'll let you guess. Do you have any guesses what the most risky scam is? Any guesses? It's online four purchases. years, yeah, four years in a row now. Online purchases have been the riskiest scam because with the pandemic, yeah. I mean, even before the pandemic, people were spending money and spending right. time online. Well, that just increased with the pandemic, right? right? We're working online, we're shopping online, right? We're spending our money on online, Absolutely. and scammers want to be where we are. 
And I also think we have a graphic on that as well. Do we have a graphic on that? Perhaps. Yes. There yes, we go. We so yeah. online purchase, the number one scam. But here's the thing, cryptocurrency, which a lot of people are just starting to learn about, right. that went from the seventh riskiest scam to the second riskiest scam wow. in just one year. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later because, okay. there. I mean, it's very complicated. I could spend a whole hour just talking about cryptocurrency. <laughs> um, but needless to say, the average scam victim last year lost $169. The average cryptocurrency victim lost yep. $1,200. $1,200. Wow. So, I mean, it's a lot of, that's a lot of money. It's a oh, big, absolutely. Dis big difference. The other one's employment scams, okay. home improvement scams, and investment scams. And what's interesting is susceptibility actually went down last year. So people were less likely to fall for a scam. They're getting smarter, right. but they lost more money last year. So oh that no. means the scammers are getting smarter too. There you go. And that's, that's the scary part of all of this. Yeah, I know. Now what's interesting in the sustainability went down yeah. Where people are less, less likely to fall for scams in mm -hmm. 2021. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about each of these scams. Yeah, so online purchase scams. Yeah. This runs the gamut. But the most typical situation is mm -hmm. you, see, you go to a website. It's actually a copycat website of a real one. Okay. If you were to compare them, you would see the URL is just off by one letter. Right. You might see some typos on that website if you look really carefully. But oftentimes, they'll copy the pictures. Mm -hmm. And so you think you're buying a product. Say you're, you're buying these flowers here, right. right? And then you get them, and they look nothing like this. Or you might not even get the product at right. all. That's the most common online purchase scam, but we also see them a lot with puppy scams. People ah. think that they're going to buy this cute little pet they see online, they never get the dog, and they're out thousands of dollars. Yeah, so that, that's really scary. Um, cryptocurrency, like I said, it's a lot riskier than any of these other types of scams, and that's why BBB did an, an international study of it, which we can talk a little bit about later. Okay. Employment scams, I found these really interesting they can be so elaborate, they will actually set up an interview, an online interview. You'll go through the whole process. They'll give you the job. Well, what happens when you get a job? They typically give you documents that you have to sign with your banking information, mm -hmm. social security number. Yep. There's no job. You no. fill out that information, now they've got your bank account information, your social security number, all of your personal information. And it goes nowhere. Yeah, you don't get any money, you don't get a job, but now they, they can steal your identity. Yeah. It's really scary. Another thing sometimes they'll do is they will, they'll send you a check, and it's a fake check, but you don't know it, and they'll say, you need to buy this equipment for your job. It's a work from home job. Yeah. You need to buy a computer. We're gonna send you a check, deposit the check, and then go buy this computer. So you go buy this computer, and the check bounces, so uh. the bank calls you. So that's another thing. We actually had a very elaborate employment scam uh, scheme happen right here in Connecticut. Really? Ship Adventure Post. It was uh, a company claiming to be in Plainville, Connecticut. Oh. There is an old factory that was turned into office space. And there are, there's reputable businesses there, but right. none called Ship Adventure Post. They claim to have a virtual address there. People oh. from all over the country took this work from home position. It was a reshipping position. Okay. I talked to a man in Michigan who thought he was being hired by this Connecticut company called Ship Adventure Post. Mm -hmm. And what they would do is they would ship you expensive goods. We're talking designer clothes, Fendi sneakers, Gucci watches, mm -hmm. Apple computers. And they would tell you to take it out, make sure everything was what it's supposed to be, tape it back up and send it. Okay. Never buy USPS because that you can track. 
and it would get shipped and shipped and shipped. And what BBB says often happens in these cases is that these items are stolen, or I should say purchased with stolen credit cards. Right. And by shipping and reshipping, you're hiding the trail. So they can't figure out who no originated it. it. And oftentimes it ends up in Russia, interestingly. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so people are being used as money mules, basically. Wow. And that's how they're getting all of these goods. So yeah, so these people, they worked there for a month, they were told they were going to get X amount of dollars, a couple thousand dollars, if yeah. they reshipped so many packages. Yep. At the end of the month, they went online, the website was down, and they could never get a hold of anyone at this business. They couldn't get in to get their money. So they wasted, not only did they not make money, but they wasted a month thinking yeah. that they were working and they weren't getting but any money. Really. Yeah. So it's really, it's really unfortunate. And like I said, it, it doesn't just impact their pocketbooks. We found that the people that reported to the BBB scam tracker last year felt they wasted as much time as they did money. Wow. So, yeah. That's. I know. That's horrible. I know. I know. And then there's different scams that target businesses. I don't know if you want to discuss sure. that, but there's a different sure. type of business. So, business scams tend to be a little bit different because of the nature of, of business. Right. Fake invoice and supplier bills are the number one riskiest scam. So they might. A scammer would send a business a fake invoice and say, oh, we did this work for you or you purchased this. And the person paying the bills for the business might just assume that Johnny on floor two did hire yeah. this company and they write them a check and they exactly. pay them, right? The second uh, riskiest is banking credit card company imposter. And then the third is a worthless problem solving service. Okay. So, and then we can also actually, we, we tracked the companies that are being imposter because there's these imposter scams too. Right. I mean, there's so many scams out there. So we looked at companies, government agencies um, that are being impersonated by scammers. And yeah. I think we have a graphic for that. The, say, here we go. the number one, probably no surprise, right. Amazon. Yes. Social Security Administration though. Scammers can actually copy logos, like government agency logos. Really? And so that's, yeah. And so, you know, you might get a letter and you think it's from the Social Security Administration telling you, you know, we need your Social Security number or, or they might call you. Yeah, um, that's and that's often a scam. They're trying to either steal your identity or steal your money. Publishers Clearinghouse, PayPal, and Medicare wow. are the most copied agencies right now. Wow. Now, what... What should people do if they feel like you were scammed? So we talked about the BBB scam tracker. I mentioned that uh, yep. a moment ago. That's where we, that's the information we use for this risk report. So mm -hmm. if you go to bbb.org slash scam tracker, yep. you can file a scam. And this is a little bit different than filing a complaint against a reputable business where you expect a resolution. This is where you think you're actually being scammed. Yeah. And so what you do, is you gather all the information that you have. We do believe that by having this out there, we saved people $31 million from fraudsters last year. Mm -hmm. So any pictures, any documentation, you submit it all, and then we put it online so other people can see what scams are going on. And you can pick your state, you can zero in on your area code, you can see in real time what scams are happening basically in your neighborhood, in your backyard. So this is really good not only if you've been a victim, but if you think you're in the midst of becoming a victim, like you've been contacted, you haven't lost any money, right. but you've, you're not sure this is really valid and you want to double check, you can go 
to the BBB Scam Tracker and you can see, you can type in, we have different categories, you can type in the name of the business or the type of scam and you may see, oh, this is going on right now. Yeah. This is really indeed a scam. And we really recommend, even if you haven't lost money, go to bbb.org slash scam tracker and report it so you can help other people. Unfortunately, due to the stigma of losing money, we know that only 5% of victims actually report a scam where they've lost money to BBB Scam Tracker because they're embarrassed, right. you know, they've lost a lot of money. And so because of that, um, we really want to get the word out more and get people to, to report it. You're reporting it anon anonymously. Yeah, right. A and that will help stop the scammers in their tracks. So. Now, according to me, when you go on to a website to go shopping, you're going to want to yeah. make sure that the padlock is on oh, the right. web page. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that, sh that shows it's a secure site, correct? Yeah, we're, we talk about imposters. Yeah. Well, when you go to those websites, yeah, make sure the padlock is on there. But also look for typos because a lot of times these imposters are on the other side of the globe. Yeah. So their English may not be the best, and you might find spelling errors, grammatical errors, and that could help too. Right. Decipher between a real website and a fake one. However, they're getting really good at just copy and paste. They'll even have the executives pictures on there, pretending they're the executives. Yeah. Really? It's, it's really, so in those cases, you should call the companies. Right. Call them up. To see if they're legit. And say, is this legitimate? Go to bbb.org and look rev up reviews as well. Right. Unfortunately, there's also the cases where companies are, are co since their names are copied, you might think, oh, they have really good reviews, and then you realize, oh, this is just a copycat. This is right. not the same company. So they're getting really good, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. One step ahead. I know, I know, and that, that now you, you guys with the BBB, you guys can go in and basically see if a company is legit. And mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have our accreditation. Yep. And so, that, and that's a, a, another big part. I mean, I think that's one of the, the keys when you think of Better Business Bureau, you think about those accredited businesses that, that seal, the torch, start with trust. And, and so once a business becomes accredited, you know that that's one that holds those keys to trust that we, we so hold near and dear to Better Business Bureau. Mm -hmm. And they've gone through that background check and they have responded to complaints in a timely manner and they've resolved those complaints with their, their customers. And so when you see that seal, you know that, okay, this is a company that I can do business with. Right. So we've gone and we've done the homework for you. Right. And you can find that at bbb.org. But businesses can also find a lot of resources there as well. Just like we do for consumers, we mm -hmm. also have scam tips for businesses. Really? And so we're letting you know what's happening right now, how businesses are being targeted. We also have tips, we have some tips up there right now about att uh, um, attracting and retaining employees. Okay. There's been so much made yeah. uh, of people leaving their jobs right now and some businesses are really struggling with their workforce. And so we've got tips there to, you know, like flexible work schedule and, and different things to, to keep your workers not only happy but productive. Right. So there's lots of resources there. We also have some in-depth research on different industries. Um, this spring we've done the landscaping industry, we've done roofing, and so that's not only good for consumers but good for those businesses in those industries as well. And it kind of talks about the trends and where the industry is going. Cool. Kristen, yeah. would you mind sticking around for another segment? I'd love to. All right, well, we'll be right back. You matter. You matter. You 
matter. And your words matter too. Your words matter. What you say in the hallways at school or in the student section at a game matters. Words can be hurtful. Words can be offensive. Words can leave scars. Words can also inspire. Support and uplift. You and your words. Are they both important? As, As a matter of fact, fact yes. yes. Community TV, your neighborhood TV. Publicly funded and a reliable partner for cable companies nationwide. It provides transparent coverage of local and state government, education, and public programming. A digital town green that can be watched anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Watch us on today's high-tech distribution methods. Community TV in Connecticut. Local. Unfiltered. Reliable. And, and yours. yours. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti singing, sitting here with Christian from the Better Business Bureau of Connecticut. Christian, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. So I thought this would be a good time yeah. to test your knowledge, your oh boy. consumer knowledge, and all of your viewers out there as well. So I've got a little consumer quiz for you. All right. You ready? Go for it. Okay, four questions. They're all true or false. Okay. you got a 50-50 chance here. All right. True or false, you can only check your credit report once per year or it will hurt your credit score. I'd say false. Why do you say false? Because you should probably check your credit report more than once a year. You can, you can check it up to three times a year. Ah, I see. So great, good job. All okay, right. number two, you can use any credit reporting service up to three times a year, and it won't hurt your credit score. I would say false. I promise you I did not give him the answers ahead of time. Yes, you are right. All right. That is false. All right. You should be using annualcreditreport.com. There are other services, okay. but you run the risk of being it being a hard check on your credit, and that can affect your credit score. Oh, there you go. Okay, three. All three credit reporting bureaus have the same information on your credit, so there's no reason to check all three every year. Ooh. I'd say false. You're right. All right. Don't assume they're all exactly the same. There could be an error. So exactly. it's good to check each of them. Okay, and let's see if you can go four for four here. All right. Your credit score is not on your credit report. True or false? False. Oh, it's oh, is true. that true? It's not. It's you not. You get a good idea of your score by looking at what's on your report, but your bank will actually be a better resource for getting your credit score. All right. Yeah. Three so four. very good. Three so, out of four. So I, I taught you a little bit, but most of that you already knew. Yeah, <laughs> and I, but I didn't know about the credit report one. <gasps> Should we talk about top complaints? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so in addition to our risk report, we came up with, uh, every year, we look at the top inquiries and the top complaints. Okay. So this year we released a list of industries that received the most complaints. Okay. Unfortunately, complaints grew. 1.2 million complaints against businesses last year. We're not talking about scammers, we're talking about actual right. types of businesses. Gotcha. Guess what took the first spot? Uh, online. Online retailers took the top spot for the fourth year in a row. Wow. Yes. Um, again, people know where we're spending our money and, yep. and unfortunately but there was also the shipping issue yeah well, you you know about the shipping oh, absolutely. issue the supply chain issues mm -hmm. so many businesses were affected by supply chain issues it was how you dealt with that right. those cons those consumer complaints those customer emails did you respond to them or did you ignore them if you responded to them then it was less likely a consumer was going to file a complaint against right. you. So 
That's why. Um, also, we saw less inquiries than we did in 2020. And I think one of the reasons is, remember when the pandemic was in its early stage, a lot of people were at home, right. so they were doing more home improvement projects. Yeah. They were hiring contractors. So they were looking into who should I hire? So those inquiries went way up. Right. We continued in 2021 to do a lot of home improvement work, but it was steady. It, it didn't continue to rise, so then the inquiries fell down. But we know there's a direct correlation between whether a consumer does their research first and whether they end up with a complaint at the end of the day. So the more research you do, the less likely you are to complain. So if those inquiries go up, complaints go down. Yep. Last year, inquiries went down, complaints went up. Oh boy. So, yeah. Uh, do you want to know about some of the other industries sure, besides online? Please. Okay, cable TV was number two. Furniture stores was number three. Shipping, obviously, an issue there as well. Okay. Um, but th there's also product issues where furniture might have broken just months after someone purchased it. So we get a lot of complaints about that. People having a hard time getting a refund on their right. furniture. Maybe having a technician come out to evaluate a service or the furniture itself. Um, and then we wanted to remind people to go to BBB.org because yep. that's where you can actually look up these companies. You can file a complaint. Also leave a review. I mean, a lot of people think about BBB is where I'm going to go if I have a problem, which is true. Right. We resolve a majority of the complaints last year. But if you have a good experience, go to BBB.org and leave a good review too, yeah. because that helps people as well and it supports your local businesses. Absolutely. So Now, as far as inquiries go last year, online was not number one. The number one, and I'm told every year it's the same, is roofing. Number one inquiry is people looking into roofers. Really? Yes, roofing was big. We had 195 million inquiries last year. So wow. roofing, general contractors, plumbing, construction services, again, people still working from home. Although it wasn't at the same pace as 2020, a lot of people yeah, looking right. into doing doing exactly. work, and um, and so we want again, we want you to go online if you have a problem against a legitimate company, file a complaint. 79% of complaints were resolved last year. Now let me ask you this: I saw on the news over the weekend that the Better Business Bureau did something with. Home energy, yes. there's a home energy scam? Yes, yes. Can we talk about it? Yeah, so it's very seasonal, right? Right. We're gonna start getting our air conditioning up and running again, mm -hmm. air conditioners. And so these scamsters, these fraudsters, they will knock on your door and they will pretend to be with the local utility company, the local public works department. They might even show you identification saying as such, right. but it's fake. Right. They get into your house, they say, We'll give you, I'll give you a free energy audit. I'll tell you, you know, what you need. Maybe your windows are leaking. Maybe you need this equipment, that equipment. Right. So, oh, it's free. Sure, come into my house. Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Well, we know one thing that can happen, <laughs> and this happens ten, tends to happen more to elderly folks, unfortunately, is that you get things stolen from you. Mm -hmm. It's really scary that you don't want to let just some stranger into your house like that, right? No. You need to do your research first. Right call the company that they claim to be with and say, hey, so-and-so is at my door. Do they really work for you? Are you really doing these home energy audits? That'll give you an answer pretty darn quick. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not sure, call BBB. Right. Let us tell you. Call a friend or a family member. Often what will happen is they'll have you sign a contract mm -hmm. that will include fees. They'll take your credit card information and they will charge you for those fees. They may say you need this equipment whatever, new windows or whatever it is, some sort of sealant. Right. 
So then you end up paying for that yeah. when they're really not doing anything to help with your home energy costs. So your bill doesn't go down. You end up paying them money that is, is a waste. It's, it's not going towards anything. And now they have your personal information. Great. They may even say you need to do a credit, they need to do a credit check. So they have your now they can steal your personal information yeah. on top of it. No. So yeah, it's 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 scary. It is. But hopefully we're getting the word out. Oh, absolutely. So don't don't open your door to this scam. That's exactly. what we say. Ask, ask them for identification, and make sure it's real rather yes. than mm -hmm. yep. run by run on a photocopy machine, and it looks legit and it mm -hmm. really isn't because then that'll. That'll yeah. become scary. Yeah. We've got a little bit more time left. Okay. What else we want to cover? So let's talk about roofing scams. Because right. this happened, uh, unfortunately, to a woman in Connecticut. I mean, it's happened to a lot of people, but recently happened to a, a woman in Connecticut. Okay. So she lived um, at home alone. Someone came to her door, said, hey, can I clean your gutters for $50? Yeah. She, during the pandemic, has hired people three other times, just like this, to do little odd and end and work around her home. Mm -hmm. So she didn't think anything of it. Sure, clean my gutters for $50, $60. Yeah. Then they're up there and like, oh, we see that this part of your roof needs to be patched. Oh, here we go. Well, she knew that her roof was over 20 years old. So she, she it could be, it was plausible. There was yeah. a nor'easter the year before, never got a roof fixed. So maybe I need it. So a couple thousand dollars, okay. Um, then they're like, oh, the problem's bigger. You know, and it just grows from there. So she ends up giving them a $5,000 down payment. She had to go $3,000 in debt in order to pay them. Wow. She realized when they came and finally came and do the work, because they actually did show up. A lot of times they won't even show up once yeah. they have your money and never see them again. Exactly. She actually, they actually came to do the work. Oh, but she said she never saw any plywood, so she doesn't think they actually did it. Now she's gonna hire someone else to do the work, so that's the first problem. While they're up there, they say, they like pull the shingle off and they said, You're, you need a whole new roof. You need, you need a whole new roof, it's gonna cost you $40,000, go to the bank right now. Yeah. She, she at that point realized that they were scamming her and yeah. she, did, had, she didn't have $40,000. No. So it ended there with her out the 5,000. But we see this very often, not just with roofs, mm -hmm. but with, with driveways too. They'll say, oh, I'm doing your neighbor's driveway. I'm doing your neighbor's, roof. I've got a little extra material. Do you need me to patch up your driveway? Do you no. need me to patch your roof? And then once they do that, then they're like, oh, it's a bigger problem. You need a whole new driveway. You yeah. need a whole new roof. So a couple of things that we recommend doing is, first of all, call your insurance company. Mm -hmm. They should be the one doing the inspection. Right. They can tell you whether you need a new roof or not. Right. Uh, go to BBB.org. Look up the company. See if it's legitimate. Don't feel pressured absolutely do not feel like you need to make a decision and don't let them into your house because unfortunately again we see sometimes that theft occurs in so. those situations oh i need to use the bathroom yeah that right. sort of thing right. so well kristen johnson from the better business bureau we're out of time but okay. hopefully we'll have you on again soon thank you very much thank you kristen have a good day have a good day we'll see you soon okay sounds right. good thank you on behalf of kristen johnson i'm pete Mazzetti. thanks good night and we'll see you next time